Are you a starseed? Do you have a mission here on earth? Do you sometimes struggle to fit in? You're in the right place. Join me and special guests as we share our personal stories as Galactic Ground Crew here on Becoming Iris. Hello everybody and welcome back to Becoming Iris. So for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time today, I'd encourage you to also go back and listen to the past recordings. And this is my personal journey. So I'm inviting guests on who have specifically impacted me and been part of my journey. And today I'm delighted to have a very special guest, Chrissy Charlie, also known as Firemane. Welcome, Chrissy. Oh, thank you, Iris. Thank you very much for the invitation. <laughs> I'm really, really excited to have you here. I love chatting to you. And I just wanted to introduce you from my personal perspective. So I acknowledge Keone Hanalei as having brought us together, which is really interesting because we're both in Australia. I'm on the West Coast, Chrissy's on the East Coast. But I was at that time, which I think this was 2019, I was into studying with the, the Lemurian and the Mu ways and Keone had been a teacher and he shared a post about Chrissy. It was a picture of her and, and what she was doing in the world and immediately when I saw your face, Chrissy, I was like energetically drawn to you, didn't know anything mm. about you. That night I dreamt of you and mm. I went back to your page and you had a course which was Manifestrix starting I think the following day so I signed up. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what you were doing, but it was a full body yes from me. And then what unfolded sort of this journey over the last four years has been absolutely life-changing, the work that I did with yourself and with Liz Gilbert Grant. So, yeah, I can honestly say that in my self-development journey of like, you know, looking at many, many things over the last few decades that this has been these that have unlocked so much in my life and I'm so mm. grateful for you so I would love for you just to share in your own words you know who you are and who you be in the world what it is that you do and all of the things that you'd like to share about yourself oh thank you Iris I want to first acknowledge how much I love that that way that you live you know, like listening to intu intuition, you know, doing things spontaneously from spirit like that is so refreshing in our world. So good on you, sis. <laughs> okay, well, I I love this question because it's always evolving. My answer is always evolving. I want to stay on the edge with, you know, who I am. I'm, I know for sure that I'm definitely a mother. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of that part. And, you know, the journey of motherhood, even before I became a mother, you know, from being a little one, feeling the energy of motherhood, being a, an adolescent, feeling the energy of motherhood, like that, that mama's instinct and that mama's sort of role to nourish and support feels like it's informed a lot of my journey and a lot of what I do and that I just love people. I love humanity. I just can fall in love with even the most naughty, cheeky, wretched humans. I can fall in love with them so quickly, just feel people so much in their hearts. And so I'm, a, you know, mama medicine 
kind of lady, you know. And I guess I'm, you know, I've always been fascinated with the spiritual aspect of life and so, you know, did a lot of seeking and studying and and traveling and questioning and like you have and and I'm 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 always wanting to keep up that part of my path. But in in that path, I guess I found lots of really great keys and lots of really great teachers, you know, and, you know, a big chunk of that was is my, the time I've spent in Peru, which has really informed, again, a lot of not who I am, but what I love, do you know, what I love, and that is ceremony, you know, so I consider myself a ceremonialist. I love, you know, the focusing on prayer. And celebration actually is a big part of my path. So, you know, I would call myself an MC of celebrations. <laughs> and so that takes me to, you know, gathering people, you know, so I'm a good gatherer. I, I have a talent to to gather people. And so I do that with events and and retreats or gatherings and, you know, workshops and you know, sort of outside of my work life, I I used to love, I haven't done it so much lately, but gathering people around my my dinner and my dining table, gathering people in my kitchen, just I love hosting and being that mama hen and bringing people together. And so I do a lot of that. And, yeah, I created a little foundation called the Mana Movement. And so a lot of the things I love, you know, which is people and their hearts and 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 helping them with their hearts and then the 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 ceremonies and and the gatherings it's all sort of housed in the mana movement which is my offering my humble offering to our planet at this time to reactivate humans so that's my i think that's the bottom line of what i do <laughs> not what i am but what i am choosing to do because of passion i love to help reactivate humans hearts you know one by one just that little bit more just that little bit more just that little bit more because i know the ripple effect is is bigger than we ever we can ever perceive or conceive so yeah i think that's it (laughs) (laughs) you say a little foundation but it is actually you know the work that you do is international and i feel that that's only going to grow. I know that this year you had events over in Europe and you obviously have things in Peru, but is that still, you know, part of your vision that this work will go all around the world or? 100%. Yes. In fact, we have solid plans to be based in America and based in Ireland in in next year even as well as here in Australia and so no that's just that's not events that's bases mm-hmm. do you know with events and teams happening regularly so really you know like you know you opened the whole conversation with that that living from inspiration divine inspiration and and going with your gut so to speak or your heart that's how we're growing mana as well so the intention is to take this work to as many humans as would like it. You know, we want to be available to as many people as possible. But, yeah, it's growing it from from feeling, you know, and from and from 
collaboration and connections, you know, like from putting in relationships. It's not just plopping ourselves anywhere. It's building strong relationships mm. and then, yeah, collaborating with those relationships, which feels really integral and really beautiful. Yeah, what was the words that were coming to mind just then was like grassroots. It's almost as though it will just organically grow where there's the people and the desire and, you know, this kind of feels the energy that we're moving into collectively. It's more of an Aquarian, like a grassroots up rather than like, oh, we want to have this plan and go to this country and then that country. It's like just growing organically where the people are and the people are interested in in the offering. That's right. That's exactly right. And it's really you know, I, I get very excited about collaboration and, you know, and shifting ourselves to work with another in a new way and and being creative. Do you know, like, how creative can we be? How, you know, like with mana we have, let's say, do you know, a, a little pot of gold, let's say, you know, this this beautiful work and these keys that we have, but, you know, I feel like my role, our role at Mana at the moment is is seeing how many different ways we can transform that work so it can be collaborative with as many different people or organisations as possible, you know, so that it becomes a co-creation as much as possible. And, and so that we are, you know, what's the word I'm looking for when evolving? really evolving we're not doing the same thing in the same way with the same people it's it's i think at this moment iris you know with where we're at on the planet we are really being asked to evolve you know not just as individuals on our spiritual paths but in our organizations it's like no we've got to keep evolving stay on the edge of creations you know let go of attachment of what we think this is what we have done and be ready to to meet the moment, you know. Yeah, so it's it, it's exciting living like that too, you know, not holding on tightly to things that work or things that we have done and going, right, no, fresh moment in time, fresh collaboration, who's in? <laughs> what are we doing this time? Yeah, yeah, and I feel that that's one of the things I most admire about you, not just in how you run your organisation but also personally is your ability to pivot and be like, okay, now I'm doing this and now I'm doing that, like it's not stagnant and that you're not inside any, you know, mould or expectation, even expectations you might have put on yourself. But one of the things that you didn't touch on before is I feel you as an artist. Uh And I love that you are just genuinely an artist and that you bring that creativity, your artistry to everything that you do. So I'd just love you to share a little bit about that that aspect of you because I find that really interesting. Oh, it's so interesting you said that because I also thought, oh, I haven't talked about the art, the artist in me. Oh, well, <laughs> and then you picked it up, yes. Gosh, when I think about that, I just feel the senses, you know, like it's the first thing that comes to heart is senses, sensuality, do you know, and how you know, every way we experience life, you know, whether it is through touch, through taste, through, you know, our listening, you know, has the opportunity to be filled with beauty, you know, like 
filled with beauty every single way we live and and how it's through art like through art and appreciating art and it's not about being an artist I think we all are artistic and and it's not about paint on a canvas you know it can be the way you speak (laughs) it can be you know the way you comb your hair you know like there's a creative a creative opportunity in every moment to do things a little differently and it's actually what keeps our spirit alive is creativity and you'll you see that when people lose their sense of creativity or their imagination they become sort of grayer and grayer and become very predictable you know like it's ho-hum and but art and creativity does keep us evolving really and yeah I I have such a passion for, you know, poetry. You know, when I think of art, I think of poetry. I think of the way that we can use words to feel the most incredible sensations in our hearts, in our bodies, in and in, in our mind, and how we can be flooded with imagery in our mind from words alone and how words can be used to ignite someone, you know, like we could write a paragraph and we could write it in four, five, six million different ways and just a little shift of this word over here and that full stop there and can actually ignite, completely ignite another being's spiritual purpose just through our use of words. And this is art. This is the power of art. And so, you know, myself, I love that, like writing and poetry and the, the power of the written word and and then, you know, the delivery of those words, you know, in, in speaking, the power of speaking or orating, you know, you know, acting even, you know, drama, all of that. I love that. It's just so exciting. I love to, you know, do more drama and theatre. And and then, you know, I, I love music. I just love music and the creation of it. And I do really want to record another album at at least but one there's a, a musical project that I have in my heart that I'm super super committed to doesn't feel like it's it's quite the time to land in the 3D yet but it's coming and yeah that will be a, an amazing collection of 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 prayers, really. I don't, I don't feel their songs, but prayers and then, you know, they'll be toured. They'll be toured and it'll be a big prayer ceremony performance that, well, yeah, it'll be amazing. I, and, I'm, yeah, I'm so excited about that. Thank you for reminding me of that because I want to bring more of that into my everyday life. So, yeah, but art is, I don't know, it's the, it's the source. <laughs> I mean, the S-A-U-C-E, it's the source, you know, of life. It makes everything colourful and juicy and textured. So, yeah, art is very, very important to me. Thank you. Yeah, and I I feel it's like almost just such a universal language like art and music and, you know, all the things you shared because it doesn't, we don't always need to understand, like although you shared about the words, but sometimes it's beyond that. Like people can just, you know, they might not understand the word, but the feeling, you know, it's this sharing of this emotion and people can connect 
through art or artistic expression where they might not be able to connect in another way. It's almost like a common ground where a lot of people can come together through the, Mm. you know, through your song or through your, you know, your whatever this artistic offering is. It's just such a, a place that people can connect across time and space and, you know, they can see a picture and then that can express a thousand words. So or hear a song and immediately feel what, you know, what you're trying to express. So I love that and I love you as an artist and I'm looking forward to your next musical offering. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I would just, I would love for you to share a little bit more about Peru and and how that came to be and your connection there, because I understand that it's really foundational, it feels like, to to everything that you offer, like the teachings and the the cosmology and your relationships there. And also I understand that you were invited to almost be like a bridge to bring people to those lands. So I'd love for you to share about your relationship with Peru and the people there and, and how that's unfolded in his lifetime. Absolutely. Thank you. I I had no clue that I had a connection to the Andes, not a clue in the world when I signed up for a trip to Peru. It wasn't because of any kind of spiritual calling, although it must have been, but I didn't feel it. I just didn't feel it. I was going over to meet an American teacher and I would have met him in the Philippines if it was there that he was doing his event. It wasn't about Peru. But as soon as I got there, it was about Peru. (laughs) It was that those mountains had called me back and it came in really fast. It came in really quickly. Like within a couple of days of being there, I started to have experiences that were unexplainable, you know, and with the plant medicine, Wachuma, and having experiences of feeling the mountains coursing up my legs and 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 in my ears your home your home again but it wasn't it wasn't in in any audible language it was a feeling of being welcomed home I, I was so shocked I I was in disbelief definitely I I kind of yeah I I, I didn't really take it in and then, you know, more signs and symbols, you know, coca leaf readers saying, oh, yes, you've spent many lives in the Andes and you're back now and Pachamama's never going to let you go again. <laughs> and, oh, okay, that's interesting. And I still kind of stayed in disbelief, I have to admit. I, I'm always one to take information that people hand to us with a grain of salt, not believing anything unless it is really really feeling resonant and true in 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 your own body and self so this was all very interesting yeah and I spent a month there my first time and it just kept getting louder and louder with with every experience I had over there and and then I left and went straight back six months later with my two small children at that time I had fallen in love most certainly with the Andes and I did feel very connected. Um, And, yeah, I went back six months later with my babies and I was there for four months and I started to deepen the the spiritual bonds with the Eros tribe who are the 
wisdom keepers of the Andes. They are the last descendants of the Inca. I had met a couple of them on that first trip. And although they didn't speak much Spanish at all, they speak Quechua. I didn't speak certainly any Quechua, but only a tiny bit of Spanish. So we weren't communicating with words, but there was telepathy and communication definitely happening spiritually on that first trip that I couldn't really make out. I knew it was happening, though. It was obvious to me it was happening. But I couldn't really catch it. It felt so fine. And then when I went back, I started to strengthen a connection with one of these two Keros men. They're actually brothers, but there was one in particular that really, like, I don't know what it was, but Lewis just was onto me. He was onto me. And I remember doing a workshop over there in Cusco. It was a workshop I was running a lot of here in Australia. It was called Sacred Sound. It was a, a an eight-hour workshop that was more like a very deep shamanic dive into the voice and heart. And, and I was doing one over there and he saw a poster for it. He couldn't read it, but he saw it and he said to a mutual friend, what is this? I need to be at that. And Simon said, oh, that's Chrissy's workshop. That's that lady, you know, that Australian lady, that's her <laughs> workshop and it's it's up at the, you know, Temple of the Moon and, you know, I, I have to go to that. I must be there apparently. I didn't know this. And the next thing on the day, Simon, my, my friend that I'd met there, you know, six months prior, he walks into the garden with this little Geros shaman that I remember clearly and he's, they're walking in together. Chrissy, you remember Lewis? So Simon, I'm like, yeah, I remember Lewis. And he said he feels he needs to be here today. He wants to be of service to you. So, okay, sure. <laughs> I'm happy to have him backing me. Sure, no problem. And he basically just sat in the garden outside the the little malocca, the little ceremony space where we had this workshop he sat outside in a chair you know just made pretty much meditating and holding space for me all day and every now and then when it was in deep process or I would glance out at him and he would just be looking at me and he would nod his head slightly and like yes yes yep and and he would just close his eyes again and go back into deep meditation and and so we you know we started to really create a bond. You know, I was like, this man, like he's he was really there for me on, on my first trip when I had a really big experience that was multi-dimensional and took me back to past lives. He was right there. And then he there he is. The second time I come back, boom, who is this man? What's going on? <laughs> now I left again four months and off. I were left again, came back to Australia. And then months after, he had a very clear dream of me being, like you said, a bridge person and bridging many, many souls to the teachings of the Andes. And so he woke up from this dream and proposed this to that man that had helped us prior, Simon. And Simon called me, Chrissy, would you like to bring people to the Andes? I'd say, well, I 
guess yes I guess yes I would love wow well you know Lewis has dreamt that that's what's happening that apparently you are bringing many many people to these teachings and so that's how my work there started you know I already had built a solid community with my work here and people that trusted me and trusted what I was doing and so when I announced okay all right we're going to Peru (laughs) all these people just piled in in the week and this tour this this trip filled like instantly and it was like oh my god better put on a second one that one filled up and my friends that were helping me in Cusco said we have never seen tours fill as quickly as this and I thought okay this is what Lewis was seeing and and then sure enough it was just they were so successful and beautiful that people it, it just rolled and grew and rolled and grew and 10 years later I'm still doing this and Doing it in a different way each time, you know, like we said earlier, it's all about shifting and changing and and working with different people and working with different facilitators over there, medicine men and women, and and making sure I stay on the edge of, of my path so that nothing is, you know, just prefabricated, let's say. It's like, no, it's got to be fresh and on the edge. And so that is what happens. And yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. I mean, I I I could write a whole bunch of books about the last <laughs> 10 years of work there and just and even just my path there, like just what I have been seen and been gifted and and had awakened in me. And you know, I I, I do see it as the most profound healing lands. And so activated, you know, that whole sacred valley is activated and there's temples and portals and just everywhere. And, you know, I've only scratched the surface over there, really. It's just never-ending magic uh, in the sacred valley. And, you know, a lot of people who have come with me have the same feeling like they have gone back again and again sometimes with me other times on their own with their families but they it is if you fall in love with that place it's it's got you <laughs> you just have to go back you just you you can you just feel so drawn and that's because this it it's so generous it's so generous with its magic and its healing and its wisdom this you receive so much iris when you go there you receive so much you you really do feel like your spiritual cup is overflowing when you leave you can't believe it and uh, yeah i highly recommend anyone listening to to experience it like as as quickly as possible <laughs> like it's it's profound absolutely profound and i'm excited to hear that you are excited to walk those lands as well you know like I'm 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 very excited for you Iris go for it I really am and what when you were sharing a few things were coming to mind which is that I feel like it was even before I met you or in certainly in the early days I remember seeing your your tattoo of bank across and I didn't know that's what it was but I'd had a vision of a wall with the ink across on it and the wall was breathing and it was almost like an invitation to come. 
And then I had some synchronistic events of like seeing your tattoo and then I saw a man at the beach. He also had it tattooed on his side and I reached out to you and I was like, what is this cross? And you're like, it's ink across. So I actually had booked to come. I booked my flights and everything to go to Peru with you last year, but for different reasons, it wasn't the right time. And I know that for me, like I'm, I'm planning to come with you in this, this December, but it's almost like I've had to undergo certain initiations in myself that when I go there, because I can feel the energy of it, like it's been calling me, but to be at a certain place, like in myself, so that when I go there, I can be open to those lands and, and that energy and receive whatever it is I need to receive and give probably, because it feels like this reciprocal, you know, relationship. But yeah, I'm so, so excited. And I feel that, as you said, getting quick, like I just feel that more and more people are going to be called, you know, to Peru, to these powerful places where the energy and the wisdom has been kept alive. Like you said, the Keros people, they've kept, they've kept this magic, I want to say, alive. And, and that's, that's what is of interest to me is with these Indigenous where they've been able to keep the wisdom keep the magic you know despite forces that might have wanted to to dampen that or to you know to kill that out like they've managed to to do that so that's what is is so inspiring to me is these people like the the people that you that you have these relationships with and how how they live their life because it's not just you know this is what I understand it's not just Oh, every now and then we do this. It's a daily way of living. Like that, they live their life in prayer. They live their life, you know, moving with great spirit, and that that is how they move. So that's what yes. I'm passionate about. Is is that that magic? So, mm. oh gosh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna absolutely. <laughs> and you're right. That's such a good point that you raised. That you know, unlike so many wisdom, indigenous wisdom traditions that were traumatized, have been heavily traumatized by colonialism and displacement, which is just so horrific. And, you know, the, yeah, we can't even begin to imagine, you know, the suffering and the, and the upset that is there. The Eros have, although they were displaced in that they sensed the Spanish coming and they withdrew very high into the mountains. So they they weren't colonised, you know, and they have kept those teachings and that cosmology, which is Lumerian in nature, they have kept that intact and they haven't been, you know, so heavily traumatised where they don't want to share it and they don't, they want to guard it so carefully because of, you know, which we can see a lot, you know, in the world where there has been, horrendous stuff occur you know some indigenous you know tribes they they want they don't want to share anymore thank you very much because that you know they've been through horror the eros are different do you know they the the teachings are different they are freer they feel the the the, the transmission of it is is very very generous the they're very generous and it is in transmission because you know a lot of it you know you don't understand the la- the language Quechua it's it's not necessarily oral it is 
sitting with them and opening up your energy field and just receiving the codes via osmosis. It's unsaid. It's unsaid, but it's very felt. And yes, you will love it, <laughs> sister. It's right up your alley. <laughs> I'm excited. So I know that you've got a lot of different offerings. I'd love you to mm-hmm. share, you know, what you've got coming up, how people can get involved. And there's sort of two distinct parts to your work. So you have like the coursework, which is the humanity work, and then you also have like your in-person retreats and and yes. things like that. So can you just share a bit about what you have available if people are interested? And then I'll put all the links and things below, but just talking to the magic of what's unfolding. Absolutely. Thank you. So there really is, yes, two arms, very simply put, two arms or two ways we offer these reactivations to humanity. One is in the course room with the Humanity Workshop. So the Humanity Workshop is a weekend seminar and that is really the most powerful of all of our offerings by far. That is the one that creates lifelong shifts and changes in hearts and their relationships and your path. And so I have, I am always directing people to that if they're thinking, you know, I'd love, I'd love some help with my evolution, with my path, the humanity workshop. And so currently we are presenting that in Byron Bay and in Melbourne. They're the, the two places that we're offering that course and we're going to be doing them every three months in Byron and in Melbourne, and it is worth travelling for. We do have people flying over from Western Australia for, for the Melbourne course, for the Byron course in 10 days' time. We we do have people moving all over the country to, to sit that course, and it is worth it. And so that is very, very exciting, the 10 keys there that unlock everything. And then the other arm is the the in the, the retreats, do you know, all the, the gatherings, the, the weekenders. So we have lots of different things lined up. We have the three-night weekender, which is a bush camping experience where we throw the phones away <laughs> and we are on country and we are deeply listening and we're dancing and we're around the fire and we're eating around the fire and we're doing Andean sweat lodge and we're working with plants and we're working with somatics and and yoga or qigong and there's a lot of laughter and there's babies and kids and elders and it's really like a tri- these tribal gatherings and they're very popular and they're very powerful. So we have them, the weekenders, they will be regular in North and New South Wales. Again, we've got people flying over from, from Western Australia for the next one. And in time, we will be holding them outside of Melbourne too. We want to, to start running the weekenders outside of Melbourne. So they are a regular offering, the weekenders. They're called the Vibe. And then we have the longer retreats, do you know, so the 10-day offerings or this five-night offering we have in California next month where we will also be doing the Humanity Workshop. But then we have the 10 days in Peru in December. Next year we'll be going back to Europe offering the Humanity Workshop in Ireland offering our women's sailing retreat in Croatia in June, which is stunning. 
Bali in November for 10 days. That'll be a humanity retreat. So we'll be doing the workshop. And those events and those offerings change all the time. You know, where we'll be next with a retreat. It's best to keep in touch with our newsletter or on the website. But yeah, that humanity workshop is is really where I'd personally like to direct people first to because that's the one I see the by far the most sustained change in in hearts and families. And I think I'd particularly like to invite people to, yes, this Equilux gathering in California because we're doing the humanity workshop, but it's also five nights of so much more. And the value of that event is profound. It, it, you're basically getting the humanity workshop for free there. It's an incredible value on that event. And so, yeah, I'm warmly inviting everyone listening to come and experience one of our events because it's it's actually it's actually in the energy of it. And I know you know this, Iris. It's there's something special that we've got going on here at Mana that you feel when you come. It's not your average event. They're not it's I like to put it as you know, this particular energy that we're cultivating or a frequency, it is, it's kind of like a reminder. It, it speaks directly to your heart and reminds you what we're all about, like what humanity is actually all about. And it just, it's so needed <laughs> at this time on this planet when we are like, where are we going? What is happening? Where are we going? Well, we're going home. We're going home, but a lot of us have forgotten what that is. And it is a frequency. It's not a place. It's not an action. It's a frequency. And we are doing our best to reactivate that frequency in people's hearts with these events. It's something that's very felt. It's not in what we do. It's it's how we're doing it. And so, yeah, I'm so happy about what we're doing. The magnetism is strong. You know, we had a an event in Melbourne last weekend and watching what happened at this humanity workshop to people and all of a sudden all their family want to come. You know, everyone's like, oh, I've got all these people that want to experience what I just experienced because the family can feel it. They get it, they can feel it. What wow, my sister's different. What is going on? It's a feeling, it's felt. So that's what we're rippling out. And we warmly invite everyone to come and experience it with us. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I just want to share for myself, I'm one of those people that's flown over from WA. So I've flown over many times to do all of the offerings and you know, some of them multiple times. But I I really also encourage people that are listening, if you are in a place where the minor movement isn't currently, you know, providing in-person things and you want those, like you can reach out to Chrissy through her website and say, hey, you know, because we had a, you know, last year we had a something in Perth. So if if there's enough people, then you will go to different places, wouldn't you? Like if if there's a demand for that, then that's something that, yeah, obviously they can travel, but also like if there was all of a sudden a lot of people in a certain city <laughs> who were like, we want to do something, I'm sure that you would look at going wherever there's a demand and, 
you know, if you can get together a group that want to do this workshop, the humanity workshop, and you had, say, 12 people that you could probably put something on for them. 100%. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like we were saying earlier, it's, it's all about relationships. You know, so if people, like you said, feel like, gosh, I'd like to experience this, well, let's create a relationship. It has to start from a commitment on both sides to connect and create. Of course, anything's possible. And we're all about collaboration, like I'm saying. So, yes, the sky is the limit, really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it is Mm. worth travelling as well. So I know that with your Europe events, you had people from all over coming to that. And, yeah, people do Mm. travel. Mm. So don't let that be a barrier you know, that you can actually join in from anywhere. It's exciting, Chrissy. I'm really excited to see what your next evolution will be as well because I know that you're always looking at changing and expanding and I'm really, really honoured to have you on the show today and I'm sure that we'll have you back at a later date with your next iteration. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here and connect with your audience, whoever's out there listening. You know, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. It's it's a pleasure. Thank you, Chrissy. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to click subscribe to be notified of new episodes as they're released. And if you would like to show your support for the podcast, please leave a review of what you've enjoyed. And any donations are also much appreciated. You can follow me on Instagram at Becoming Iris Podcast and stay up to date with all of my offerings, including one-on-one sessions, courses and retreats. I hope you'll join me next time on Becoming Iris for more Starseed Stories.